guest with us today and that's Tony Archibald uh, who's the Senior Marketing and Sales Director of Holland America and Seaborn. Tony, welcome to South Australia. It's great to have you down and uh, you got through all the security today and uh, welcome and it's nice to have you back and you know our relationship with uh, Holland America and Seaborn go back so many years and it's been a great relationship so I thought it was a great opportunity today to talk to Tony about What's happened really over the last 18 months with cruising, but generally, and figuring also on what's happened with Holland America and Seabourn, because there has been a lot of action, a lot of things happening, and especially overseas for the 221 um, markets, been very busy on an overseas situation, not so much for Australia. But Tony, I'd love you to tell our, our listeners what's going on with uh, Holland America and, and Seabourn and some of the exciting things that are coming up, because we're starting to see a strong demand now for going overseas with Holland America and Seabourn in 2022. So I'd love you to fill us in what's happened in those last 18 months, which has been dreadful 18 months for the cruise industry, um, and particularly for all of us in the business. Well, what a, thank you, Phil, for inviting me to come on. It's, been, it's great to be here, and uh, Phil Hoffman Travel has been a great partner of ours, as you said, for a long, long time. We have a great relationship, and your team are amazing, uh, so knowledgeable and so helpful and supportive, and, and we try and obviously do the same back likewise. Uh, like yourself, I've been in the industry a long time. Uh, it's been about 40 years now, and of course, never seen anything like this, of course. But it's been a, an interesting time, and it's really been good to see how people have responded to what's going on in the world. I was talk- we were talking earlier about how good businesses have survived and will thrive going forward, and I think Phil Hoffman Travel is one of those great businesses, great partners who were a great business as well as a great travel agency prior and will be so going forward. Uh, for us, it's been a time of uh, discovery, I would probably say, uh, a time of learning a lot about uh, what people want and how we are to respond to this sort of situation, uh, a big learning curve, and being able to act quickly because things have changed quickly. Uh, I joke around the office that everything we've done in the last um, 18 months or 20 months now has been written in pencil <laughs> because you've got to be able to rub it out and do something different. But the team and the brands as a whole have responded remarkably well. Uh, we'll come out of this uh, as very strong brands. Uh, we're fortunate to be part of the big carnival group, and that's been a real plus from a, from a uh, commercial perspective. But we haven't been sitting still. We've had to respond to the situations. Uh, and certainly the big thing has been how do you handle COVID? Uh, uh, you know, and, and the fear that... COVID get on a ship and, and mm. etc. Mm. So you guys have worked hard on that in terms of setting up the protocols. Maybe a good chance to uh, sure. tell about some of the things you're doing in that area. And and your ships have been out there sailing over the last six seven months. Yes, uh, which uh, a lot of Australians believe that you know there's been no cruising in the world, mm. but it actually has for the Americans and the mm. Europeans. And your ships have been out there, and you've had a new birth as well. We have. <laughs> We've. Uh, we started selling in August uh, and uh, July and August for each brand, and it's been a good comeback. We've been in the Mediterranean and in the Caribbean, and now we're on the west coast of the US as the ships start heading towards, uh, well, they'll be there now for the, for the duration, uh, Mexican uh, Peninsula. Uh, the, the protocols, as I said earlier, are something that we've had to change quickly. Uh, we always had great health on yes, board. Yes. The cleanliness uh, was always first rate. Tony, I always tell the story that I've been cruising for about 50 years in my life 
and I've never lost a day from illness on a ship at any stage in those 50 years. So, yeah, like you say, it, they've always had a t- great track record. You had to be unlucky yeah. prior. Well, it's going to be even a better experience from that perspective going forward. We've taken this opportunity to lift the bar even higher uh, as far as air conditioning units, our cleaning protocols, our food service, uh, the way we clean in, in our, and make the rooms up, our state rooms up, our suites. Uh, it really lifted it to another level. Uh, higher content of fresh air coming through and in the way we repatriate the air through the, through the system. All those things that we have done in response to this situation were also, not at the mercy, but uh, under the direction of the ports we travel into because every port will have slightly different yeah, arrangements yeah. and requirements. Wear a mask, don't have to wear a mask, you know, whatever. Uh, all our, our crew and our guests are double vaxxed so very safe on board. In fact, the comment's been made that probably the safest place to be in the world yeah, at the moment. Absolutely. Part yeah. of Adelaide is yeah. on board a cruise ship. And Tony, will they do? Uh, will we do PCR tests before we get on the on the, uh, the yes. ship as well? Yes. As well as being double vaccinated, but getting on. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Uh, and that once again, it does vary on how far out that's got to be, depending on the port that you're sailing from. Yes. Um, one thing about what today is true may not be true in three, four, five, seven months' time. Correct. Because it is changing quickly. Uh, and especially as uh, the, the pharmaceutical companies uh, improve their, their vaccinations. Uh, the vaccinations we're getting now are slightly different than they were six months ago because they are improving them forward, uh, as they go forward as well. That's fantastic. Um, yeah. You mentioned about a new berth. You're yes. Very happy with uh, Holland America Line. We've welcomed Rotterdam number seven to, to the family. Uh, and that's got a special ring, hasn't it? Has because got a very your history ring. dates back Absolutely. to the Rotterdam, that's to right. Rotterdam itself, the, the city. And uh, you know, and I've been to a christening in Rotterdam. We have. We went one, together, didn't we? Together with one of your ships, and uh, it was an incredible experience to be there and to see the ship, you know, brand new, and then to see and read in this last eighteen months or two years that you built Rotterdam. Yeah. Now, will that be the flagship of? It is yes. the flagship. Yes. So Rotterdam, the story of Rotterdam. Holland America is 148 years old. Uh, in uh, October next year, 148, uh, 49th year, but it's 150th year since Rotterdam first sailed. The company wasn't incorporated until the following year in April 1873. Uh, so we've got a long history, uh, with a lot of experience, and uh, you know we're second oldest cruise line in the world. Uh, one of our sister companies takes the first place in that. <laughs> is our friends at Cunard. But it's a, and so we've always had a Rotterdam in the fleet. So this, she's Rotterdam number seven. Um, and uh, yeah, we've come a long way in those times. Uh, she's a beautiful ship. The artwork, there's over four million US dollars of artwork on board. Uh, some have come off previous uh, Rotterdams that we've had for a while. Uh, but other is just brand new and it is inspiring to see some of the art that's on board the ship yeah. absolutely inspiring so where will rotterdam mainly sail uh, tony now that it's out there where will be the main areas will it stay in the med or will it uh, you know do other areas the northern europe mm-hmm. and, and and other areas a little bit of everything so she, currently she's in the caribbean she's right. just arrived in the caribbean for the summer or for the you know, northern summer yeah. sorry our summer the winter uh, then she'll go back and she'll start in the med uh, for the early season med and then she'll go up and sail out of uh, out of Amsterdam actually uh, she'll be christened on the 30th of May next year in Rotterdam uh, we only just had that announced uh, another member of the royal family will be <laughs> christening we've got a long history of that 
as well. And then she'll be doing the Baltic and uh, Norwegian coastlines and, and those cruises for the season. Tony, we've seen a, a big increase in bookings with Holland America in the last probably two to three months. It's mm -hmm. uh, certainly showing in the figures which Absolutely. you showed us today. Out of those figures, what would you say is the major destination that Aussies are wanting to go back to? And I know that's a you know, a difficult question to answer because, you know, there's all these different areas they want to, sure. but I think my my smelling of the market is that the med seems to be number one at the moment. Europe, the med is, I mean, yeah. take me back tomorrow, please. Yeah. You know, there is always so much to see there, yeah. the history, the culture, you can never get bored of the med. Uh, so that's been really, really popular. Um, the Baltic as well has been extremely popular. Uh, we're seeing some good figures from, you, from Asia as well and across the board from yeah. Asia. So that's slowly coming back. To and, and I think you mentioned today in a meeting that uh, we may see Japan in uh, 2022 Absolutely, yeah. uh, coming coming mm -hmm. back again because our figures pre-COVID for, for Japan was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And I was actually going to lead one of those and uh, it didn't happen. But uh, no, it's exciting that... Uh, and, and Tony, I must say that uh, Holland America and Phil Hoffman Travel worked together to put back-to-back -back cruising in the Med and the Baltic and Norway, etc. And it became... You know, like a brand together mm. itself. When when uh, our numbers were, you know, as I said, pre-COVID were fantastic mm. to have those back to back. Because the average Aussie, when he goes away, he doesn't go away for two or three weeks. They go away for five or six. Right. So we were able to put some terrific programs with Holland America with back-to-back uh, -back cruising, which was you know 21 days, 22, 24 days, mm -hmm. and um, and people just remember those days of uh, when they were doing those sorts of cruises and and the amount of Stopover destinations they saw in those times very successful for us. Well, my, my wife and I were actually on, on our, one of the ships in the Med when one of your groups was on yeah, board a few years yeah, ago, no. having an absolute ball. So, yeah, yeah. No, it was great for us. Tony, we'll switch across now because you know you've got another uh, shipping line that you look after, which is a is very luxurious, very upmarket, but um, terrific value as far as what it offers to everybody, yep. and that is Seabourn. Tell us a little about Seabourn. Uh, what it represents in, in the marketplace, but also some of the things that Seaborn have been doing over this last 18 months, two years, because sure. you've been very busy with uh, some new ships. Has been. So Seaborn is ultra-luxury. Uh, she is the original, we're actually the original ultra-luxury brand in the world. So have been around about 32, 33 years now. Uh, I think the, the appeal for the Australian market is it is uh, relaxed country club uh, ultra-luxury, so you know, there's no formalities on board, the service is absolutely, uh, we call it intuitive service, you know, knowing what you want before you want it and giving it to you and then realize, and then you realise, hey, I wanted that, that was great. Uh, incredible culinary uh, offering on board, uh, itineraries are, are incredibly important for in that market as well, so go to some of the great uh, ports of the world. And because the ships are small too, go to some so of the So really only uh, 600 passengers? Uh, uh, between 450 or 600, yep, they're the yep, two, yep. although that's about to change as well. So uh, from the 1st of uh, April next year, Seabourn Venture is launched, so it's moving into the expedition market. So 260 guests only on board. Uh, now and tell me about Seaborn oh, because I've been reading about it, yeah. but, but it's got some features that I think all our uh, you know listeners and viewers would love to hear from you about Seaborn Adventure. She's a beautiful looking ship. Uh, she's got this deep green hull, uh, designed by our expedition team actually, who's, who basically were given the task of design the perfect expedition ship. 
So when you look at it, there's over 300 square metres of deck space. Because when you're cruising and a whale breaches, everyone wants to get outside and have a look. Or a, or a, um, a glacier calves, you want to get out there. So from pretty much every internal uh, venue, you can walk straight out to a deck. Uh, there's 24 zodiacs on board, which means pretty much every guest can be in the water at one time. Not necessarily we'll do it that way, but sometimes we know if, if, you know, if we've only got a short window of weather, we can get everyone out there quickly. And we have two six-berth submarines. And being seaborne, of course, comes with a champagne chiller in it as well. But the, the, you've got big glass domes that are so clear that everyone goes and tries to touch it because they can't see where the inside stops and the outside begins. Yeah. Uh, I saw a video last, uh, two weeks ago, uh, we were doing some tests with it, and they were under, down, it goes to 300 feet down, so 100 metres down, and a pot of dolphins were swimming around outside. Unbelievable. Just beautiful. So where will that mainly be? Will it be Antarctica, Arctic, and yeah. and some of the other areas, Greenland, Iceland, and uh, any other destinations that we, we're allowed to talk about? Well, there's a few. There's special a few. Special so Seaborne so Venture will come out, and she'll yeah. start with a, up to um, the Arctic, and do a season up there, then across to Iceland, Greenland. She'll do a cruise out of, uh, of Reykjavik, which will go through, Ice, uh, through um, Iceland, Greenland, the Canadian Arctic, and end up actually down in the Caribbean. Wow. And so you're going to get this fire and ice type scenario. Uh, she'll then make her way down to the Antarctic, and then on the way back, she'll go up the Amazon. But she won't stop at Manaus, she'll go all the way to Esquidoff. Wow. So right up the river there before she heads back for the next season. And then Seaborne Pursuit comes out. That's the next uh, sister ship uh, 12 months later. And between the two of them, you'll see Northwest Passage and Southeast Passage. You'll see some different approaches to the uh, to the Antarctic as well, some things we've never done before. You might even see her in local waters in here sometime soon wow. too. So, wow. well, Tony, one of the things I love, and I've been on a couple of your Seaborns and, and experienced it, and what I love was the inclusivity of everything that, you know, all the drinks and everything was inclusive. And it really does make it very easy to mix with people at the bar before you go to dinner and all that. And and that just sort of takes out any barriers of, oh, gee, last night you bought me a bottle mm. of wine and tonight I better buy you a bottle and I've got to find you yeah. and, and make sure that I repay sort of thing. Whereas that's all got, eliminates and, and it's... It's always my shout on so you yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> And you always, ask, you always ask before you get on, what are your favourite uh, drinks, you yes, know, sir. as far as the cabin is concerned or the suite is concerned. And I think it's just a lovely way of doing it that uh, makes you feel... And my memory of, of Istanbul getting on Seaborn at one stage in Istanbul was uh, all your staff lining up as we were about to board with their, you know, uh, tuxedos on, uh, white gloves, and there was the champagne. Yeah. Uh, as we entered the ship, you know, uh, got on and boarded, and you go, what a nice way of uh, starting a... Uh, a trip and um, and one of the other things that I think I've learned through experiences that one was a, a very small uh, cruise I only had a certain amount of time but never again would I do just a seven night I think you've got to when you get on a seaborne is have 14 21 days uh, really on any ship that you experience so you get into what I call the rhythm of the ship and and uh, seaborne does it so well and like you said country club casual uh, it's got all the ingredients to, to give everyone a wonderful time. And I'll ask a general question, and it doesn't just apply to Seaborn or Holland America. I think we're seeing people, because we've been held back for nearly three years of cruising, mm. people wanting to go longer for longer trips and also go up in terms of 
the type of uh, suites they're booking or cabins they're booking. And I think we're seeing that come out with some of our clients Absolutely. now. Absolutely. We're seeing that. Is that by the time people, Australians, start cruising internationally, it'll be three years since, at the earliest, since they've cruised. So there's this pent up demand. They're also a little bit more cashed up because they haven't been traveling regularly as they do. So there's a lot of opportunity to do that. So we're seeing people, yes, you're right, go longer, go higher up the ship, uh, or book multiple cruises at one time. I was talking to a couple only a couple of weeks ago. They've got 10 cruises booked. Wow. Yeah, on wow. Seaborn. So yeah, yeah they're yeah. very, very enthusiastic about that. Tony, another question I must ask is uh, the next round the world. Mm-hmm. Um, when will that be? Uh, is that out now already sold for 23 or 24? Yeah, because 24, the demand on world cruises has just been unbelievable. So uh, where are you up to at this stage with that? Yeah, uh, so uh, one thing the whole in America line in particular, but Seaborne 2, uh, we're real specialists in longer cruises. Uh, around the world cruise for 20, uh, 23 is uh, sold out uh, because we picked up pretty much people from the 22 yeah, and yeah. the 20, uh, sorry, the 20 and the 21 and they moved across there. 24 will be out very, very soon. Uh, uh, so getting quick because there was still a bit of a overflow from these two years as well. Um, but uh, yeah, we're seeing, we've always done longer cruises. Uh, outside of Alaska and the Caribbean, which is seven days, most of our voyages are 10 days and longer. And one of my favorite long ones that you do is the second navigator of South America oh, is, is a favorite of mine. 60 days. I, uh, 60 days. Yes. And I look at the itinerary and I mm. thought, if you ever wanted to do uh, South America properly, mm. do it on a Holland America right. doing the second navigator. I mean, that is just a beautiful itinerary Absolutely. from start to finish. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Going into some of those amazing ports. And one of the things about South, um, South America is that changes so much from the north to south from the east coast to the west coast there's just so much uh, yeah i was going to say i don't think people realize just how big south america is and like you say so many countries in south america with this whole whole uh, whole business of the whole south america you know and the different countries mm. and the different cultures mm. and you know languages and the food but what a wonderful experience to do oh. you know so that's that's one of my bucket lists last question tony and thank you for coming down to, to Adelaide. Uh, Second Navigator of Australia is coming very popular. Yes. You had a beautiful itinerary that we were going to see this year, but it's not going to happen. Yes. So next year, we'll have it for 2022? We do, but it's full too. <laughs> but 23 will be out very soon. So as well. 23 will yeah. come out. Okay. Yeah. Well, please yeah. let yeah. us know because I love to tell our viewers and our listeners that uh, you know, if you want to see Australia, and especially... People who, you know, don't want to be sort of in and out of coaches and planes. This is the way to see a lot of Australia. Yeah, unpack once. And unpack a few once. Yeah. And, you know, I know it's an old cliche, but, but it's so true. boy, it makes a big difference. And, and uh, you know, I've done train journeys up in um, Sweden and Norway and seen great parts of, of those countries. But when you see a cruise ship in the port, you go... Why not on that cruise ship? You oh, know, because it, it, it just is a wonderful yeah, way. Yeah. So uh, I want to say thank you, Tony, for coming down. Uh, we've had a great session this morning talking about uh, 22, 23. Uh, Tony is talking about the trends of 22, is certainly the momentum. But the big message that I'd like to say to our viewers, uh, Tony, from, from us, 
is that we're seeing it being booked up very quickly because the rest of the world has been cruising while we've been waiting to be able to cruise. Now we can in for 22 and 23. Don't sit and wait. Come and see us. Talk about all the benefits that we can offer you in terms of Holland America uh, or Seabourne and all the offers that are out there at the moment because Mm. there's a lot of uh, bonuses, Tony, if people want to... Come in, and you yeah. may want to just touch on a couple before we finish Well, up. the Holland America Line See You Soon uh, promotion is yep. out at the moment. Yep. You've got six inclusions in there. I'll see if I can actually remember them off the top of my head. <laughs> but you've got the Wi-Fi. You've got a drinks package in there. You've got a meals package. You've got uh, some shore excursions in there. Um, and I have run out of them. There's six pa- inclusions in there. So there's a lot to be thrown on there for you. Uh, and you're absolutely right about getting in early. It sounds like a bit of a sales spiel to say book early. But we've got the whole world has been pretty much suppressed in their booking for the last two years. So the whole world wants to get back in cruise. And there are less ships out there at the moment. There are so the new ones coming, but we there, we did retire a few ships. The whole global fleet yes, retired yeah, a few. Yeah. So we are seeing some big sales in 22 and 23. So get in early. Don't forget you can cancel up to 90 to 120 days prior with no penalties at all uh, in there. Yeah, so don't be afraid great. to do that. Yeah. There's no loss in there but you'll secure the cabin or the stateroom or the suite that you wish to have uh, and and then the rest of it is looking forward to it and that's half the fun isn't it Let's absolutely the planning yeah the planning absolutely. and yeah. Uh, but uh, so tony thank you for uh, being available today to do this podcast um, and uh, i want to say to our viewers and that please if you're thinking of 22 23 come and see us now come and see our consultants or ask for a brochure uh, because we can then sort of get you excited about travelling, but don't leave it too late because you'll miss out on what you want or miss out on the on the cabin that you want. That's more important. Is missing if you miss out. So please come and give us a call. Uh, as I said, we're excited about twenty two, twenty three, um, and you know I'm looking forward to twenty four to hear the world cruise as well. Because one day, Tony, I want to retire and go on one of your world cruises. I feel like I can never imagine you retiring, but you're well on board when you do. So thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you.